0: This is live at five with Glenn Curry. Ah, ah, ah,
1: ah, What do you think? This is the army where you shoot them a mile away. You gotta get up close like this. Blerp, bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. (laughs) Well, I can (laughs) do
2: Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl
0: Harbor? Hell no! Germans,
3: forget it. He's rolling. (laughs) Learn
0: it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull
1: over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a proud head, fine. High light. fine.
0: Glance the telephones are ringing. Overload
4: mode in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone. Pulling
5: over, turning up, and dialing to my fingers. Nice no, and fine.
6: This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. So,
2: we are come on, come on. I like Let's turn this down. See, I'm still getting used to the board, Susan. And uh, sometimes it takes me a while to figure these things out.
5: I've
2: been running around trying to, you know, and we, we had some issues apparently at noon. But uh, the issues are gone. I, you know more about the issues than I do. I wasn't listening to the hotline show today. So uh, anyway, uh, we will start our show right now. And without further delay, running around. Uh, let's see if that microphone, the new t- new microphone, new and improved since the last time you were here, Susan Duffy, is the microphone in front of you. Say a couple of words.
3: Good afternoon. It doesn't look as floppy as the last one did.
2: No, in fact. I'm gonna raise you higher because I got a big mouth. I can see all the levels and whatnot. You don't speak as loudly as I do, and you are a loud mouth to some degree, Susan.
3: I tend to be a little bit of a loud mouth. <laughs> absolutely.
2: I mean, I say that because you know that's that's what we need in Albany. We need uh, a, someone with a loud mouth. Mm-hmm. Boy, listen to I, this is the first time I've actually done this because now I'm hearing an echo. Let's see if I can adjust things here. It's a learning curve, unfortunately. So I'm gonna keep my mouth like this. So if I don't look at you. Don't take it as an insult because when I do this, I hear I I don't know if you can hear it. You don't have headsets on, so little stuff, new nuances like that drive me crazy. So I'm sorry, but that said, good to see you again, Susan Duffy. I heard you heard you called in on the uh, hotline show today. Is that correct? I
3: did. I did. We we're talking about the uh, town hall tonight, and seeing this will be our last one of the 16 town halls that we've been doing across the district for the last couple months, mm-hmm. and uh, we're trying to get people to uh, the Town and Watertown Fire Department.
2: Someone did you know somebody must have been either a supporters or, or obviously someone who supports you sent me a text of that. And that's tonight at the here it is. Town Hall meeting. Let me open this up. Uh, interview the candidate Susan Duffy for the 116th, otherwise known as the River District, free and open to the public. And that's tonight right there at the town of Watertown Fire District. Uh, on out of, off out of Washington Street, you know how to get there, Susan. Have you been yeah, there before? It's,
3: it's count, yes, I've been there a few times. It's uh, actually the address is twenty-two eight-two-five County Route sixty-seven.
2: That's the municipal building there, right near the uh, the, the the cemetery, the cemetery right there. Uh, it also says here. I, I like this. Did you put this together to someone else? I have to share this with you, Susan, because I don't know where this originated from. Because it's a town hall meeting, you know, some who who's sponsoring this.
3: Who's sponsoring or, it? Oh,
2: you, you're doing it. You're sponsoring yeah, well, I mean, it. Sometimes it might be a civic group that sponsors it, but you're you are putting this together.
3: We've done, yeah. We've scheduled and set up all the town halls, and we have invited our opponent to attend every one of them. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him show up for at least one. Right. I've always said that a question is a question. It shouldn't matter who's asking it. So.
2: True. So um, the thing is, we've seen debates on Channel 7 in recent years. We saw at least three debates, one of which between Steve Holden and uh, Congresswoman Tenney, the other between Castelli, although I missed that, and uh, and Stefanik. Am I right? I right? I I, no, I, no, no, they didn't have No, they, no did, they were they supposed did separ-
3: They did separate interviews, They yes. did. Right, right. Yes. Okay,
2: sorry. But, the, but people still talking about the debate that you had with Scott, what, about three, four weeks ago already now?
3: Yeah, it's been a little bit.
2: So give us your thoughts about that. Now, let me just say that, one, you are a literally a newcomer to politics. You are. So that was the first debate you had. you didn't feel good about it in a sense because you you it was your first and, and the first for anything is always the most difficult but uh it I, was that
3: clock it, it, <laughs> it was it, that sixty yeah, second I, clock I think, that got me yeah I, and yeah. I, and, I, and
2: I think that it was just down you know i i it, it, I, it was it was odd uh but what ooh, let me ask you You're the, you you know, let's let's hear it straight from susan duffy's mouth what What were your thoughts about the debate?
3: Well, I think the debate went well I think it's a little frustrating because through this entire process, with the town halls, with everything else, um, I think it's important to ask difficult questions sometimes of your candidates. And because my opponent has not cooperated in that regard, even blocking and deleting people, as you know, on his Facebook, on a regular basis, uh, we just should have the opportunity to ask questions. So... I guess I was focused on raising some of those questions that I knew were not going to get answered there, Right. Um, but that maybe would get voters to start looking and really start vetting their candidates, because I think that's important. I, I, I tell you, one of my best examples was um, I had a post that someone had really gone after me hard on, and um, I answer them. I answer all you of do. them. You do. I noticed that on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. We went back and forth over 50 times. And I was very and, and again, he was very hard on me, but I was very happy. A couple of days later, he actually sent me a message saying, after our exchange, he actually went and did some research to see who I was and that he was very happy to tell me that I had both him and his wife's vote. Uh, he was, you know, he admitted that he was really hard on me, but I handled it, and he that's what he wants as a fighter in Albany, and so that's who I am.
2: What, what, how, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what, what, what did he say for me? Just as an example, is this an example of someone who doesn't know anything about you and figures that you're just, you know, a typical politician that's just going to say one thing and do another when you—what did he say?
3: Well, I, I, honestly, I don't remember because there's so much of it, but right. it's just—there's a lot of misinformation out there. I mean, my opponent has— a page dedicated on his website talking about things in Lisbon that are completely out of context. And and actually, in the debate in his closing statement, he made the remark about me suing the town of Lisbon, which, you know, in in context, it's true. I did file suit, but I filed a suit because the attorney for the town told me that was the only way I was going to be able to get a gas station opened that we badly needed. There was no place in a 40-mile radius. Right. But what they don't realize is the only person that it cost money was me. Hmm. I had to spend a couple thousand dollars for engineered drawings for a setup that was already there. Right. Another 5000 on attorney, it never cost the town of Lisbon a penny. So hmm. it's really taken out of context.
2: So at the end of the day, uh, you, you get into politics. You've you've been a business owner since, I believe, the 90s when you took over this, uh, this something from Florida uh, with your— Ozone Company. It, well, I started the company You started there. the company. You yes. brought it up here. It's been flourishing ever since. Congratulations. In fact, your TV commercial was literally shot right there. Uh, and it, it demonstrates that as a businesswoman, um, you know, you get things done. Uh, you also saw your opponents at a building with others uh, that you were responsible for uh, getting renovated. So I'm only bringing these things up, Susan, because, you know, politics is, is kind of like business. It's a little, it's a doggy dog world. Uh, it's probably not what you expected. You learned a lot from all of this. But, you know, a lot of times I find myself talking to candidates like yourself and in the process, let me just turn this off. In the process, what happens is, is you have a tendency to start looking at your opponent and his or her faults. And, and, and I mean, let me tell you, you've lined that up a lot <laughs> uh, over the last couple of months. But let's focus now. And, and I don't think we do enough of this about who Susan Duffy is. Now, for instance, as an example, you just said someone was just going off on a wild tirade, or like, oh, you're this, you're that, without knowing what he said. But somehow or other, you were persistent enough to stick with that. Instead of just blowing it off, being dismissive, you actually convinced the guy not only for himself but for his wife to vote uh, for you as well. If you had that opportunity to reach out, because let's face it, your opponent has decades of political experience. And let's face it, he's, he's, he's a political insider. Is also part of the district that has a a, a, a bigger portion of the media uh, a circle in in, in, well, yeah, in the in, in the in the district, and these things collectively add up to it's it's an uphill battle. So if you had the chance to say, okay, if I was in legislative branch for twenty years or so, or if I owned a, a, a business in Jefferson County, more and more people would know about me. So let me say. Susan Duffy, what, what should people know about you as the candidate and what you would do in opening as an assembly person?
3: Well, I think first it's important to remember how politics – it wasn't meant to be a career. It's as simple as that. I, it was meant to be finding somebody that has the, uh, the resources to go out and share their message, uh, someone that has the skill set to do the job – and you go in, you do the best job that you can, and then you go back to your life. It was never meant to be a career for anyone. And and I think that's been missed a lot. I mean, if you look at what's going on right now and what I'm running against, it's the Republican establishment has been behind my opponent. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Even though many of them tell me that they're still voting for me, they've stuck with the party line. Mm-hmm. And over the last few weeks... The Democrat establishment is also backing him. I mean, the Watertown Times endorsed him right along with Chuck Schumer. Uh, The unions are sending out postcards for both him and Matt Mm Costelli, which he tweeted and then very quickly took back down. Mm -hmm. So uh, it it gets a little frustrating. Um, As I mentioned before, News Junkie posted for a week the sample ballot, but cut the conservative line off of the bottom of it so it doesn't show that there's a choice, Mm -hmm. you know. There is a choice in this election, and we have the opportunity to make history here and send a very strong message because no third party candidate has ever won
6: mm-hmm.
3: uh, on a New York State Assembly seat. The bottom line is, is I'm a worker. I get up every day, I, I have you know, I figure out what my goals are and what I need to do to accomplish them. I, I talk to my kids about this the same way. You do something every single day. Right. You find the things that are important. For me, one of the things that is most important for this area is to bring jobs, Mm -hmm. to bring manufacturing. I did that in 2006 when I brought my manufacturing business home. Mm -hmm. I went through the IDA with their pilot program. I've written my own grants. Mm -hmm. I'm woman certified on business. So there's a lot of things that because of the experience that I've had, I can help bring jobs here. Mm -hmm. I can actually, and I've started small businesses, so I know what that takes. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my Favorite endorsement letters was from um, a friend of mine that owns the Iron Horse uh, Grill in Morristown, where we'll have our election night watch party, right. um, that was months waiting for a DBA. Right. And because of my business experience, he called me and asked me, and within 24 hours, he had his DBA. Nice. Those are the kind of things that you can bring to the to the table. Sure. Um, and also, you have to be open to listen to the people. Mm-hmm. I spent my time... Going through the district, doing the town halls, knocking on doors, talking to people, not telling them, who, you know, really, this is who I am and, you know, I've got all this, you have to vote for me. Right. I want to know who they are. Mm-hmm. I want to know what their concerns are. Mm-hmm. So I believe that I will be a strong voice for the people. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think skill set is very important. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did live TV for an entire year. Mm-hmm. If I'm standing on the assembly floor, I'm going to talk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get up there and I'm going to fight And remind them that the North Country is a part of New York State, and our needs here are very different than those of downstate, and I think we need that fight up here.
2: Do you get a sense then, uh, essentially, from what you were saying earlier, that if Scott is getting endorsements, uh, who the same people that endorse Costelli, and unions for that matter... Uh, that's a little odd. I mean, it, in this case, it's, it, well, it's also this is this is an exceptional race that we're talking about here, because at the end of the day, there's two Republicans running for the same office. You're on the conservative line, but we have to admit this is not a Democrat versus a Republican. And yet he's getting endorsements that he, almost makes it sound like Scott is the Democrat in this. Am I reading that wrong or what?
3: Well, I certainly, I, I certainly think from if you look at his record and what he did during COVID and Shutting businesses down. If if you watched the debate, you heard him basically yell across at me that he didn't know about my business, he didn't want to know about my business, he didn't care about my business. Right, right. That was basically how he acted during COVID and shutting people down. So, you know the the bottom line is is that. We don't need established candidates. We need people that are going to go in there and just work and be the voice of the people and do the job that's got to be done. Mm -hmm. I I honestly think that for a big part, they're a little afraid of me on the establishment side because I don't owe anybody anything. I don't have any preconceived notions about people that are there and what I need to do to please them. I'm working for the people that live in this district as simple as that.
2: Mm What are your thoughts about uh, the possibility that Lee Zeldin would, would actually win on Tuesday? And and if that's the case, would that mean that Susan Duffy is is a better candidate for our district working with a Republican governor, in your opinion?
3: Well, absolutely. And I, I pray every day yeah, right. that Lee Zeldin I, I, I takes his seat. To, uh, yeah. We we just can't keep going the way that we're going. I mean, we're, we're I was just <laughs> sitting in the other room talking about some 79-year-old man that had two— Thirty-some-year-old men beat the hell out of them yeah, in Messina. 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 It's like this is coming to our backyard. Right, no, we it's can't. Here. It's yeah, here. it's here. We can't keep ignoring what's happening. It's, you know, you can talk the talking points all you want, but you, what you need to believe is what you're seeing with your own eyes. Yeah, and it's really changing here.
2: Right, and and again, a lot of people have a tendency to say, yeah. "I did hear some of the hotline shut it as wow. You know, crime isn't that bad up here. That's someone else's problem. That's in Philadelphia. That's in New York City. That's in Chicago. What do you say to people like that?
3: They're not paying attention mm-hmm. because it is here. The dr- And the drugs that are pouring in, and and I go back to it over and over again. The Green Light Law, when they initiated that in June of 2019, right. everybody was all up in arms about giving free driver's license to illegals.
6: Right. But Good the point.
3: real crime in it was the fact that we took the ability to, for anyone in Customs and Border Patrol to run the plate of anyone from New York State, hmm. which was the number one tool for stopping drugs from pouring into our communities, And we took
2: that away, so to speak. We
3: took it away from them completely.
2: Is, is that our version of like you know getting rid of stop and frisk down in New York City under Giuliani yeah. or, or Bloomberg? For well,
3: the the direct result we we've seen, if you open up your eyes and you see the fentanyl overdoses, and yeah. it's just crazy.
2: Yeah, how can a, how can assembly person change all that though? How can assembly person make a difference as far as either high crime levels or just uh, you know the drug issue?
3: By by speaking loudly every single day, kind of like how you know fifty times going back and forth, somebody that thought they knew me, right, actually stopped and looked. You have to do the same thing with what's happening in the country with the with bail reform, sure. with the Hall Act, right? You know, what's happening in our schools? Right. What's happening to our farmers? Right what's happening uh, literally across the board mm-hmm. to our communities. Mm-hmm. It has to stop. Homelessness needs to be dealt with.
2: Yeah, we, we have our, an issue of our own. Uh, you know, we, Homelessness has always been a part of our fabric or in a small way in, in Watertown. Now now we're seeing it more and more. People literally living uh, at the pavilion behind the it's – it's, it's imagery – images, rather. And I was with Jeff the other day, and we drove by. And it's – you know, I've lived here for 34 years now, this month. And I've never seen that before. Uh, I do know that the drug issue gets worse. Fentanyl. No one even talks about heroin anymore because heroin is, is a non-factor. Uh, but, well,
3: uh heroin is what they think they're doing when it's being laced with fentanyl, well, yeah, bottom that, line. And now, yeah. they're just,
2: now they're just, you know, instead, instead of going for, you know for the, uh, for the beer and pretzels, they're just going for the beer. They don't need the pretzels anymore. Uh, so they go right for the, you know, it could be like a piece of candy, something that you'd see in your, in your Halloween bag. So, again, but getting back to the 75-year-old, that, that's a tragic story. Uh, but an example of how, you know, the, the crime is getting worse up here. But that said, uh, I, let's let's go back to the scenario. Lee Zeldin is announced as governor of New York State. And if you check, other than, of course, Nora O'Donnell and other left-wing media, uh, there's a lot of indications to show, not to mention his rallies are much bigger. I can't remember. I can't even remember the days when Pataki was running back in the 90s uh, uh, you know, having such a spirited rally like, like Zeldin is. So let's just say Zeldin wins. I got to ask that question again. Is Susan Duffy a better choice for the 116th for for the Republican, uh, you know, Zeldin as our governor?
3: Um, I definitely believe so, yes. And if the two things are going to happen that are, well, it's one thing is going to happen that's common between the two races. Zeldin is going to completely change everything by winning. Right. It's going to send a strong message to politicians across the board and across New York State that... The voters have spoken, and they don't like the direction New York State is heading, and they want something different. My race is exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. If we win this race, we will make history as the first third-party candidate to actually win a New York State Assembly seat. And I think that sends a very strong message. Mm -hmm. So I think... That said, going in there and being able to talk to people, no matter what side of the aisle that they're on, about the real problems that we're having in the North Country, Mm -hmm. that people are going to start paying more attention because the voters have spoken and they've told them, if you want to stay in your seat, you need to listen to me. You need to look at the real problems and and deal with them. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I think that'll make a big difference.
2: And again, a lot of people say, and you've heard this question, too. And I'm sure uh, Lee Zeldin has heard it, like, well, all right, if you become governor, fine. You become a Republican governor in, a, in, in, in Albany, which is dominated by the, by the Democrats. And, and if you've noticed lately, Susan, a lot of people are saying that, well, what are the Republicans going to do when they get in there, especially in a place like New York State, when they're outnumbered by the Senate and, and the Assembly? How are they going to make a difference? It's almost like it's an inconvenience to hire uh, to, to actually have a Republican in there. Do you agree with that?
3: I do, but I also believe that if you're a, if you're truly a fighter, right. you don't quit fighting just because the odds are against you. Right,
2: right. You just
3: keep fighting, you keep sharing your message, you keep trying to find common ground and you bring people over your way and the hope is that if People don't start coming together to work together about the issues, not the rhetoric. You sure. have to get rid of the rhetoric. Talk about the real issues and find real solutions to it. Mm-hmm. Then again, we're going to keep chipping away mm-hmm. uh, until we have reasonable people that are in there to get a job done, not to just fatten their pensions or you know bring home a big paycheck. We pay right. all of them way too much money. That 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 is one of the issues. It wasn't meant to be a career.
2: No, and a lot of people make it a career, not just at this level, at the state level. So, Mark Walzick, who in, 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 inevitably is going to be our state senator or uh, representative, he endorsed you during the primaries. Uh, have you spoken to Mark, and does Mark essentially still endorse you in in this race now for the general election?
3: Uh, Mark endorsed me before the primary. He did say that he would be supporting the Republican nominee going forward, party line um he has not endorsed my opponent nor has ali stefanic endorsed my opponent um a lot of the people that have endorsed him have are basically establishment politicians mm-hmm. uh, most not even in the district that we live in so mm-hmm. Um, again, it's party line. And I, it's why, I, as you've seen, I've done this people over party shirt. I'm just going to well, be like glad that. when it's over so I can change my outfit. <laughs> are
2: you, I, and again, I'm, I'm a big Trump fan, so you know, and I know you are as well. Are you the Donald Trump of this race right now? Remember, mm-hmm. Donald Trump never ran for office in his life. He was a businessman person like you. We're talking apples and oranges. I, I get that, but this is a big role. This is an assembly seat in one of the biggest states in the country. And you know he he didn't even run for dog catcher, and he won because he was basic, because people wanted an outsider. It's a lot of similarities, Susan. Wouldn't you agree with that?
3: Well, I'm not. I'm nicer. Ah. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to insult anybody. You know, I mean, I loved his policies. Yeah. You know, I think it's important to have
2: you are nicer. policies yeah. that
3: are you know fiscally responsible I, from the beginning of this. I've researched to myself as the fiscal conservative and that's who i am
6: right, right i don't
3: want to talk about rhetoric i don't want to talk about you know the things that separate us what i want to do is find the things that bring us together and work on those things together sure
2: sure can you grab those headsets please sure someone's been on the phone for a while and let's take tell me if you can hear me can you hear me can you hear me on those mm-hmm. okay great uh hi you're on the air what's happening
7: hey have you ever dealt with four-legged creatures I try to harass you and torment you, but uh, um, a little hair sticking out of his Uh, face.
2: Unrelated. Jason, uh, we have a a guest in our studio today. Do you have a question for Susan Duffy who's running for assembly? Yes, I do. All right, what's the question? Um,
7: Well, simply this, uh, Glenn. Will she stand up to fight for people's human rights? The First Amendment and the Second Amendment.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I am, I am very much the Second Amendment candidate. Um, I'm a, you know, I believe in the Constitution, so yes.
7: And one other thing is, will you stand up against uh, abortion?
3: <laughs> I am I, certainly pro-life. Um, I do have the Right to Life endorsement, um, but it, it's codified in New York State. Right. My focus will be on having resources for women regardless of the decision they make, because we just don't do a good job doing that.
2: Yeah, and you know, I have a tendency, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll hear a question like that, well, what can someone in the state legislative do anything about abortion? It was it was uh, Andrew Cuomo who celebrated the, the late-term abortion law that they, what, two, three years ago, and they changed the colors of, of the Empire State Building in celebration for it. So while we, I have a tendency, of course, Roe versus Wade, you know, federal, blah, 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 It's true, you know, that New York state did pass legislation to late term, uh, you know, abortions, which I'm assuming you would be uh, dead set against.
3: Well, I mean, there's a big difference between being pro-choice and being pro-abortion. Right. Um, I think that it's a again, it's a. It's just something that there's so much rhetoric right. involved in it. We forget about the woman because regardless of the decision they make, it's a very difficult yeah, decision. And we need to make sure there's resources, whether it's counseling yeah. or help if she decides to keep the baby. Right. So,
2: or, or to go through the adoption. Any other yeah. questions, Jason, future council uh, president? Yes,
7: yeah. yes. Um,
3: what
2: can forever. we
7: do to help fix the uh, the drug epidemic here in my city? I live in Wartown, New York. And a couple of years <laughs> ago, I talked to Butler. He was our former mayor. Can you hear? And I That's tried cool. to get on board with the city to, to uh, deal with no, this it's issue. I brought Team Challenge, an organization that uh, has more than 50% success rate of dealing with these issues. So right. if I sat and talked with you in your office, okay, and I here. said, how can we fight drug abuse and not send the cops to beat people's doors <laughs> and harass people, what other options? do you think we
2: have? Jason, thank you very much. If you could uh, hear our answers off air. Thank you. That's Jason.
7: Yeah.
3: You know, one of the things that, you know, I think we need to do a much better job of is, you know, we, we have people that are in jail today that are in for drug-related issues. And and I don't care if that's breaking into someone's house to steal money. It's a drug-related issue. Right, right. And we're, we're feeding them Suboxone and Methadone and we're not, we're not offering, we should be doing detox. We should be doing um, programs to help them come out clean. And they should have a plan to come out clean. Uh, I was in the Cape Vincent facility where they offer great programs where you can come out of there with carpentry skills yeah. or electric skills. It, it should be part of the process I'd to love come those out clean. Skills.
2: Maybe I should <laughs> commit a crime and I'd be a carpenter.
3: Yeah, it's you know, I, I just think that we don't do enough un, a good enough job Actually, helping people get better.
2: Right, right. I, I, again, you know that's a tall order, Susan. You know that, and uh, and of course, the other thing that Zeldin claims he would do, and I believe it, is that he would uh, fire a lot of the uh, district attorneys uh, throughout the state, in, in one in particular from Manhattan. That's Bragg, uh, because of the uh, you know all the laws that happened prior to COVID that we really didn't pay any attention to until COVID happened, and that raised a lot of questions about a lot of things about CRT about what's, you know, what, what type of curriculum is being t- taught in our, in our schools. And then we discovered back in, like you said, in 2018, 2019, cashless bail, this revolving door penal system that, you know, in, in any given day when we hear, oh, Albany's going to start doing this, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. I guess they know what they're talking about. And then it just got to the point where we realized, oh, my God, what crime's through the roof. You know, someone recently was caught with 7,500 fentanyl pills uh, right here in Jefferson County was let go the same day. So
3: well, look at this. Can Albany look,
2: change that? Obviously, they can.
3: Look at this poor woman that you know, literally videotaped her getting beaten mercilessly by her husband. Yeah, and then brought it in. He was arrested. And then the next day, I mean, he was he was out the next day and shot and killed her in front of her children. And when in did that car. happen?
2: I heard about that. It story. was
3: it was down here, I think, down near Rochester. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But it's just it's it's heartbreaking. You can't
2: <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: You, there's no deterrent. What deterrent is there for committing crimes it's, if you know it, you're just gonna you're not even getting slapped on the well, wrist? What anymore. happens is
2: it's it's like it's like a you know you have a barroom brawl, and they break it up. And the, and the one guy, the antagonist, is the one that could kill someone because, he, you know, he's got nothing to live for anyway. And he's just a big, brony guy. And uh, the, the balances break it up. But you know what they did? They put him in your car, right next to your car, uh, after it was all said and done. And I, and I equate that to, the, you know, this whole cashless bail thing in that you have a wounded bear, someone who got caught with their hands in the cookie jar, are going to go to court sometime, somewhere, but now they're let go for the interim, before their court appearance or their hearing, and that's not the way to do things, but they're saying, oh, we're going to save money, we're going to save housing, but you learned, of course, it, it, with your, everything in the last five, eight months since you began your campaign, that, for instance, uh, you know, corrections officers, they're having a hard time with this because they're cutting back on their on their uh, uh, you know hours and 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 personnel, uh, we're we're closing down uh, facilities throughout the state, and a lot of these guys are being you know uh, uh, spending their time driving them back and forth as a result of this. Uh, what what what's yeah, saying you about and, that? and
3: and uh, there's a letter that went out last week to yeah. retired corrections officers, basically begging them to come to work. Yeah, nobody wants to go to work anymore. They don't feel protected. Right, and, and we're not protecting them. It's mm-hmm. just it's. It, I mean, literally, the Halt Act is bail reform for, for, for jails. Right. I mean, and it's just we've got to stand up. And the whole defund the police movement, that whole process just really took the respect away from people.
2: Yeah. Not know, to mention that, it, took away, it, it took away prisons. Yes. I mean, Augensburg is pretty much shut down. Yes. Uh, has been shut down. Oh, Watertown facility, uh, uh, Dry Hill, shut down. Um, it, we just—it it seems like as a state at least, Rikers isn't up to uh, capacity. Like, it, it just seems like the same thing they did up in Ogdensburg when they took the mental uh, place down over, years ago. They just let everyone back out in the streets. We have more mental illness in northern New York than ever before.
3: Yeah, and we don't have the resources for it. I, I went to—I had a, a meeting at the Seaway House in Ogdensburg a couple weeks ago, and I will tell you some of the most engaged voters that I've spoken to in a long time at that program, but there's just not enough of that
2: mm-hmm. around.
3: And um, I think we need to keep working on resources for them.
2: I had a caller, but I got to do a break now. Uh, we have Susan Duffy in the studio. And ironically enough, uh, uh, Susan, you're, you have a, a commercial coming up here as well. So let's <laughs> let's let's play that uh, amongst other sponsors that we have on today's Thursday edition of the Live at Five show. And we'll be back with Susan Duffy and your phone calls right after this.
0: Hello, North Country. My name is Gerald Boyer. I'm the new guy here at FX Caprera Honda. I'm a United States Air Force veteran, a family man, and I was born and raised in upstate New York. And I love working here for the Caprera family the key to a stress-free winter, you need the right vehicle. If you're driving down Interstate 81, we can help you find that right vehicle. Just take a look at our inventory. Our FX Caprera lot is jam-packed with trucks. Every make, every model represented. There's over 400 vehicles in this parking lot. The kinds that take the worry out of winter. So listen, I know we have a lot of military personnel from everywhere. I personally have lived in Texas, California, Florida, and North Carolina, and I know driving conditions vary place to place. Driving conditions in upstate can be a little dicey, so we got the vehicles to get you up, over, and through. Come see me, Gerald, at FX Cabrera Honda. We're on Bradley Street, just off Interstate 81, and we're always open online at fxhonda.com.
3: Hi, I'm Susan Duffy. I'm running for New York State Assembly in the 116th District. Like many of you, I'm tired of the same career politicians, year after year, coming to us for their votes but not delivering once they get there. I stayed in this election to send a very strong message to career politicians. Your time is up. You've used your position for personal gain and forgotten the people that put you in the seat to begin with. Please join me in sending a clear and loud message on November 8th by voting Susan Duffy on the conservative line proving we the people get to decide who represents us in Albany. Together we will make history by electing a third party candidate for a New York State Assembly seat. You have the power. Please use it on November 8th by voting Susan Duffy on the conservative line. Thank you.
2: On Election Day, November 8th, vote Susan Duffy on the conservative line. Paid for by Duffy for Assembly
6: at Fusillo Hyundai in Watertown, and we want you to save huge on our great selection of new Hyundai vehicles, like a new 2023 Hyundai Tucson SEL or a new 2023 Hyundai Sonata SE. Receives $750 off MSRP and 4.75% APR financing for up to 60 months. Plus, all new Hyundais come with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty, owner's assurance, and three years, 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. Plus, we're here to help with your credit. Our finance specialists are standing by. Apply on online for pre-approval at fusillo Hyundai.com. and we still want your trade and we're paying huge money today call click or come by and save huge at fusillo hyundai in watertown tucson msrp 31920 sonata msrp 26470 750 hmfc bonus cash factory incentives expire sooner subject to change cost per thousand is 1876 per month price plus tax tax and dmv fees pricing available upon approved credit through hyundai motor finance must have similar or better fico score prior sales excluded see the for details pricing subs available november 1st 2022 through november 30th, 2022
2: Wow, we're back here. I'm uh, just going to make this right here yeah, because I I just, I was telling Susan during the break that we have more knobs now than I can shake a stick at. I'm getting this. Jeff's doing a better job than I am, to be quite honest. So we're there with St- Susan Duffy. Now, Susan, during the break, you also said you feel you got momentum. Why do you feel you have momentum right now?
3: Uh, I just, when I'm knocking on doors, I can't tell you, even this afternoon in Watertown, I... I barely knock on the door, and they come, and I hear, I'm voting for you. You don't even have to say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, people are hearing my message. Um, the video that we did from that commercial, right. I put on my uh, on my social media page. It's got 6,000 views already. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that I did, basically just thanking my supporters and reminding people to vote no matter what, mm-hmm. um, was already up to almost 5,000 views. So everywhere I go, everybody that I talk to, they hear the message. They're all tired of the same politicians going in, you know, every single time and then not really delivering once they get there. So I guess
2: my thing is, and I use the, the Zeldin thing as an example, because I never thought in my lifetime after Pataki left and the, and the shift in government and the way Cuomo, just like his father, but definitely went left of center more so than ever before. I never imagined we'd actually even be talking about uh, the possibility of a Republican governor so that's why when I when I you know when I met you when I when I speak to you and the unique qualities to this uh, general election, uh, it's no different than it was in the primary because it's still the same people, uh, and yet uh, you, you're running on the conservative line. Well,
3: and everybody gets to vote this time, yeah, and, and everyone gets to vote, yeah. which
2: is interesting because. But here's the question: Would a lot of, I guess you could say, Democratic voters look at Scott like? He's he's the Albany insider, regardless of being a Republican, because he's getting endorsements like from like Costelli gets. I mean, just throwing it out there.
3: Yeah, well, I, I think that there are people that vote party line. But I think more and more people are moving away from that. They want somebody that's just, just going to go in and do the job. Right. They want they're not. Yeah, you know, we both parties are completely focused on the rhetoric on both sides. You know, we're going to talk about guns over here. We're going to talk about abortion over here. Right. You know, we're going to talk about crime over here. We're going to talk about, you know, green over here. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, is that the rest of us that are over here in the middle, right. we're worried about what we're going to do to pay our heat this winter. We're worried about groceries. We're worried about putting gas in our car to get right. back to work. Christmas is coming. We're worried about the real things that are affecting our life every single day. And I'm not, not, that's the person that I am. Mm -hmm. I I identify with that. I raised my children, I've struggled in life. Mm -hmm. I know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that that's where the momentum comes from because when I can talk to people, I could never sell anything that I don't believe so in. You got you, yeah. you have to believe in it. And I believe in my message. Mm-hmm. I do believe that I am the better person to do this job. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I think that when I have the opportunity to meet with people and really talk about the things that matter to us, right. it's not just them and or them. Right. It's us, mm-hmm. the ones that are in the middle that are being completely lost in the conversation mm-hmm. because... On both sides, we're you know we're yelling at each other, you know, ones calling each other names. It's not who we are, no, it's not. especially it's who we, who here in become, the North though. Country. Yeah. Not in the North Country.
2: No, no, no. I I agree with that. Let me go to the phones here. To see who this is. Hi, you're in the air.
5: Yeah, I just I just have a, a simple concern slash question. Yeah, go ahead. So so I'm a guy. who will call me middle aged.
2: Middle aged.
5: Four kids, raise a family, and I'm looking at is. Somebody who just realizes, okay, you know, you're going to get my vote, but you're in such a minority in the assembly, and we're you're so overwhelmed.
2: Which we talked about mm-hmm.
5: by downstate. I mean, th- everything they do, including the latest when they they pass this law now that if I walk into a, a store with my uh, legal carry concealed firearm, right. if they don't have a sign there, I right. can be considered a felon. Right. You know, it just it, everything's going backwards, no. and everything's dictated by downstate. Right. And and I think if you if you if you do get elected, which I'm sure you're going to, you're going to be as frustrated as you are now. Once you get into, realize you're dealing with people who don't believe in America, who don't believe in our freedom, they don't believe in anything except their power and getting more power. Mm-hmm. And that that's that's what's terrifying to me because people in your seat before you, I mean, you you can't really get much done. And right. I'm not trying to be discouraging, but I'm just saying what what can be done to. Other than elections, which we can't win enough to make a difference in New York, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. But no. what is somebody like me supposed to do? I mean, I could move. I can move to another state. A I lot mean, of I people are moving. Lot, decision. Yeah. Well,
2: let me, let, me, let me just challenge you, though, because maybe you didn't hear the first part of the show, and I asked Susan twice. I did not. Okay. I did not. And, and let, me, let me just take it from another angle. This gentleman right here raises a good question. And this is what you've been going up against as, as, a, as a Republican candidate from the outset. In that, okay, you win. You get into a, you know, a, a, a you know, a, a bastion of democratic uh, v- uh, leadership in both, you know, in the assembly. Obviously, you're in Albany. I mean, you can't get any more left wing than that. But here's my question to you, sir: What if yep. Zeldin becomes governor, and at this point, strong indications to say, suggest that he will? Does that make Susan Duffy a better candidate in your view? Well,
5: of, of course, of course it does. Of course it does. Um, but Zeldin's going to have his hand tied, you know. Uh, he will. There's no doubt. The Governor does. No, there's no doubt. Orders, which which is unconstitutional, in my opinion. But we we have an uphill battle. And listen, if this is the ground floor, and Zeldin gets in, right. and Susan Duffy gets in, then then I'll be a little more optimistic.
3: There you go. Yeah, you go. I feel the same way. And you know what? And you can chip thank you for away. the call,
2: my friend. Thank you. We, thank you.
3: We we need to keep chipping away at the one party rule. We just can't. You know, it's kind of like me hearing from the, you know the day the primary was over, you can't win, you can't win, you right. can't win. Right. I'll tell you there has been so many times where you feel like you just want to quit because everybody tells you that you can't win, but right. Right. just like how I've run this election, I've never stopped. Mm-hmm. I haven't skipped a beat. I've worked day in and day out to spread the message to win this and you have to go in and approach the seat the same way you can't go in with a defeatist attitude it's like yeah it's going to be an uphill battle but we need to repeal bad laws well
2: let me let me just let me just uh cover because i did get a question i actually got a question earlier today let's see where it's at a dip, 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 dip. moment amongst yourselves somebody sent me a a text and and again i i get texts all the time <laughs> uh and, and, and let me just first of all explain how this all came about uh, this is a unique general election race between two Republicans. One of which is on the conservative line because, from the from the outset, you were the only one to be on the conservative line, and your opponent didn't sign up with the conservative line. And Why was that the case against Susan?
3: Um, he didn't go and get the signatures. He didn't or get he couldn't signatures. hire someone because he didn't get to put any any Republican signatures on his own too. He had to pay for that. But, so so yeah. when
2: people and I and I read Facebook and I see the comments, It's, "Come on, you lost." Blah blah blah. This thing, yeah. the other thing, you know that embarrassing, awkward moment they had when Zeldin was in town <laughs> up there at the at the uh, at the golf tournament uh, for Ken. There, Ken did it for this. What's his name? Ken uh, Blankenbush. Uh, yeah, uh, Bush, Excuse me. Uh, who looks like Trump, by the way? I've said I told them that years ago. <laughs> anyway, uh, that that was you know so so there was a legitimate reason. Yet you know, people say, "Oh, you lost. You should have walked out of this a long time ago." Uh, a little unfair, wouldn't you say?
3: Well, yeah. When there's no Democrat running in the race, I think a choice is very important. We see
2: that with the, with the senatorial race. Yes, I, I'm just shocked that you know, the, the Democrats couldn't come up with 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 an opponent against Mark. I mean, Mark's going to win regardless. But uh, that just seems like, you know, the Democratic Party is, is somewhat dead in the water. And yet, you know, there's strong indications to show that your opponent is more, you know, again, Scott is an insider. There's no doubt about it. Some people say, well, Scott knows Albany. Scott's been there. Cause Scott has been the, the, the chairman for the, for, the leg, uh, for the Jefferson County Legislative. Uh, uh, he's, he's been the chairman since for a while now. Plus, he's been in politics. Therefore, he's qualified and he's more suitable for this job. What say you about that, Susan?
3: Um, (laughs) there's some things that, you know, I'm just going to leave for other people to talk about for my opponent. I don't think he's suitable for the position. I think that he has some issues that need to be looked at very, very deeply. Um, And the bottom line is I'm a fighter, just like I came through this, just the way I'm fighting through this race and getting the message out there. I don't have allegiance to anybody. It doesn't matter. Neither one of us have ever worked in Albany in this seat. There's no job that I ever started that I knew how to do when I first started it. But I learn every day. I've learned so much in eight months about what matters in this district and what issues uh, that the voters are very concerned about. And that's what we should be bringing to Albany, not just a bunch of buddies that I can go have dinner with and, you know, on the on the back of New York's taxpayers.
2: So it's got a let's just say that uh, Hochul wins. She remains our, our governor. And I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really put a thorn in your side by saying this. I think she does only because I'm just I'm still not thrilled with the whole polling, uh, you know, uh, ways uh, and not to mention early voting and, and downstaters and so forth, how they can manipulate things. But that's me, the conspiracy theorist. Uh, does Does that mean that Scott becomes a rubber stamp for the Hochul administration? Absolutely. Let's go to the phones. Let's see who's there. Higher in the air. How you doing, Glenn? What's happening? Uh. I just want to say, Miss Duffy, you got my vote.
7: You got a lot of people's votes here in Brownville. And I'm going to be voting for you. Scott Gray needs to go. He was part of the... He
2: needs to go. He's not
7: there, yet. there ...in Albany, and he wanted to do lockdowns and all that. And you're not the only representative in New York State that's going to lose their seat this year. Who's so there's it? going to be more representatives... Hmm. For the Republican Party down there mm, in yes. Albany,
2: is this Brownville? So, is this Brown? Keep, keep keep going on. Thank you, All All right,
3: thank, thank you me. so much.
2: I can't. I, I think I know that guy, but I can't really tell. Mm. Uh, so, are you speaking to other people running like yourself, maybe in other races? Because I'm sure you cross paths with with people in other districts that are perhaps outsiders like yourself. Do you, do you get that sense that?
3: Um, I am so focused on the voter. I mean, I really am. At the end of the day, I am. Any representative should be just that, the voice of the voter, the people that you represent in your area. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. What matters is how we represent the people in the district that we live in. It's as simple as that. So
2: some of the caller earlier talked about concealed weapons, uh, and now people, including uh, Legislative Bobby Ferris, has a sign up on his door and on his billboard out there saying, you're allowed to come in. So, what say you about Hochul and uh, her new I, restrict I, gun laws and restrictions that she's
3: I, I hate those signs. Yeah. I think they're dangerous. Well,
2: why I, do you think they're dangerous? I mean, they're telling people that if you use your constitutional right to have a concealed weapon, you're allowed to come in my in my business.
3: Right. And so, what about the people that? <laughs> you know, are looking to maybe steal a gun. or I, I just don't, I, I think you it's think, ridiculous. You, you think the
2: image of a gun, I, I have not say, it's funny because I walked into a business without really knowing what it was and I saw the sign right at the door and I, it, it did, Grab me for a right? bit. Right? Yeah. It does I mean,
3: what's the purpose of having a concealed? The idea of a concealed so carry knows is it. To have a protection. Somebody knows it. Right, so now yeah. we're going to put a big sign up saying, you know, people in here are carrying guns. It well, makes it makes no sense.
2: I think I think what it's saying is that, regardless of what the governor's saying, you can come into my establishment because I think you know you're a swell person with that gun. Kind of
3: well, yeah, <laughs> which is which is great. That's but your constitutional I just, right. Yeah. yeah it is your constitutional right. It shouldn't have to be in writing. Nobody should have to put a sign up saying it's okay. It's just it. Should should be okay. You you went through the training or whatever you had to do to get that concealed carry permit. You should not have to advertise it to people that you're carrying. You should just shouldn't have to.
2: Let me ask the question. Um, you, did you see the debate between uh, Zeldin and Huckle? I did. So what are your thoughts? What do you, how do you think he performed? And I, what, I, what about her thoughts about this, I guess, downplaying the whole crime situation?
3: Well, you know, people do believe their own eyes. Right. You know, I mean, honestly, all, we, all we're all we really hearing in that regard is Trump, 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 mm-hmm. abortion, 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 abortion. Yeah. You know, let's talk a- about a- the election real Election pro- deniers like Glenn Curry. Yeah. Ex- you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Did you see the one between Chuck Schumer and Joe Pinion? You know, it's
2: funny you should say that. Someone on, uh, no, first of all, can I just go on a limb and say no one saw it other than you and some <laughs> other guy who called in on the hotline show the other day? And he made a very clear point of it. He said, it's "Joe Pinion, who sounds like a rap name, by the way, Joe Pinion. <laughs> uh, that's Joe Pinion." Anyway. Uh, they said he kicked ass in that debate. He was amazing.
3: He was right here. You met him right
2: here. I, I,
3: I went out. He went campaigning with me, and yeah. I took him around and showed him uh, Ogdensburg and yeah. Morristown. Did and he want to get out of there he, or he, No, he loved it. We went and saw the re- pi- real people. We, the guys so from
2: Yonkers, and he wanted to get out of there. You know, <laughs>
3: we I took him bar hopping. It was wow, great. Really? That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. But he was amazing. That man, he's intelligent. Yeah, of course. He's focused. And, you know, Chuck Schumer tried to do the same thing that right. Hochel did. Just right. let distract 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 and he you was not gonna it take happen. away
2: social security that's not a state issue but you want to do it anyway yeah, i'm gonna win you know chuck schumer's gonna win by a landslide you know that i, I hate to be the naysayer here but yeah. that's one race that for instance sean hannity doesn't even talk about all right let's do this we've got to do the final break you're listening to the live at five show today we have susan duffy in the studio and we'll be back right after this there's a lot of things that need changing. One of them could be your roof. If so, get Herringes Contracting to fix it or replace it altogether. Don't delay, though. Call now to set up your free estimate. Call 782-9129 for Herringes Contracting, the people who call you back. Hey, it's Brad
1: Charlton here at FX Capura Kia. Kia means quality. Look, I know the North Country works hard for its money. And if you're ready for a vehicle that's going to give you a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty and a five-year, 60,000-mile bumper to bumper warranty, you need an FX Capura Kia. Let's face it, you want a vehicle that's going to last. And Kia means quality. And along with quality, Kia has cutting-edge design, sporty, gorgeous looks, and technology. Some of the features Kia offers are adaptive cruise control, navigation with a 12.3-inch touchscreen, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, and on SUVs and vans, smart, hands-free power liftgate. So that means if you have your hands full and your keys are in your pocket, just swipe your foot under the bumper and that tailgate will open for you. That's the Kia of today. That's FX Caprera Kia. So, if you're looking for quality, come see us at FX Caprera Kia on Outer Washington Street in Watertown.
6: At Price Chopper and Market 32, we want to help you shop smart. That's why we created More Ways to Save. Just use your Advantage card to save your way. Only at Price Chopper and Market 32. You need
2: government. So, we're back with the uh, Live 5 studio. J- Jim Levin is in uh, just to remind me. That uh, day three is tomorrow uh, for the Children's Miracle Network. By the way, Jim, this might be the 25th year. I don't know if you know that. Uh, go ahead.
4: 20- it's actually the 22nd year. Oh. And, uh, hmm. you know, we've we probably raised close to $3 million for, for the kids. And I don't mean community broadcasters or Dave Mance before community broadcasters. You know, being in the radio and TV business, I've lived in 21 states because you bounce around a lot. And there is no place like the North Country. Everybody is so generous, so caring. When somebody needs something, the word goes out. I've just never seen anything like it. So thank you in advance for anything, if it's a dollar Anything you can give, we'd really appreciate. And it. And they
2: also work out stuff where you can use your credit card or debit and have it taken out of your month, right? Something or an like e-check or, or whatever that you, is. You,
4: an e-check, year. you just what you do is you type in all those numbers at the bottom of the check. Yeah. One's called the bank routing number. Yeah, that's and the a little others. dangerous.
2: I almost, uh, I almost. Nah, no,
4: yeah. it's not. It really isn't. Oh, all whoa. they, all they can oh, do is put money into your account, not take it out. Yeah. Yeah. So you're okay.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. Sorry um, to interrupt. Three one five seven five five kids. Three one five seven five five kids doing it for the kids. Name the movie. All right, so all right, here's the question. Oh, you can also text it, but no one's going to text that. Sorry, I'm not going to remember that. All right, so um, I got to ask the question. This is this is uh, it, it, I wanted to save this for last, okay? And I think we did a nice job explaining why you're in the race now. And some people say she shouldn't be racing. Blah blah blah. She lost, and we know why, right? For the people, yeah, we absolutely. Know why. And uh, it makes it for an interesting race, that's for sure. Uh, because, uh, you know, again, I keep on going back to the, to the state Senate race. You, you need an opponent for people to realize who you are. We're, so right now, Mark Walzik going to be our state senator. And congratulations to Mark. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure Matt's not the happiest guy in the world, but uh, everyone else <laughs> seems to be happy. And, uh, but you need an opponent so that you can, you know, go to a debate. Like Joe Pinion doesn't have a chance. He's not going to win. But now we know more about Joe Pinion, So the Democrats couldn't even do that. In this case, it's a completely, it's, it's a different s- situation, but nonetheless, there's two people running right down to the general election to keep people honest. But that said, with the amount of time left here, will your guess? this was a question, call Scott on election night to graciously concede the race when Channel 7, this is all predicated in this text, when WWNY calls a win in the race before 11 o'clock. What say you about that?
3: I'm sure whichever one of us wins will call the other to graciously. You would respectfully do that, like, oh, of course. That. Okay, gotcha. absolutely, of course. I mean, it was certainly the primary. I told people from the very beginning that I was on the conservative line, so I no one should have been surprised when I ran. And honestly, A lot when, of people when don't know they, the they, insides. They, yeah, yeah. they called the race at eleven o'clock, right. just as they were putting the camera in my face right. and my uh, my eleven-year-old grandson. <laughs> was right. having literally broke down sobbing. Oh, he, was I'm very, sure he, did. he was invested in this race, but absolutely. Alcohol. I'm sure he did.
2: It doesn't surprise but. me. And by the way, you're not going to be at the same place because it was so dark in there. I remember that. <laughs> All I could see is neon lights, bad coloring. But anyway, where are you going to be on uh, election night?
3: So we're having uh, friends of mine that own the Iron Horse uh, Grill in Morristown, which, if you haven't been to yet, is fantastic. You should stop and see it. Right. They're opening up specifically that night for us. Um, so, yeah, it'll be great. Uh, my uh, good friend Lisa is going to have a birthday that day, so we all know what her birthday wish is. And,
2: uh, and for you to win. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: Awesome. You know, I have the most incredible people.
2: Good. I only have to do this website to go to
3: DuffyForAssembly.com. And you can also follow me. Tonight, on, you're going to be where? I'm going to be at the w- Town of Watertown Fire District on 67.
2: Up next, CBS News, AM 1240 Deputy w- 10 Watertown makes this legal. Have a good night. See you tomorrow.
0: Is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance.
6: I'm Monica Ricks in New York. He is rallying voters out west ahead of midterms and spoke to students today in Albuquerque, New Mexico about student debt relief.
7: I'm never going to apologize for helping working middle class families as they recover from the economic crisis created by a pandemic.
6: Mr. Biden heads to California next. In Florida, Democrats are losing the Hispanic. CBS's Christian Benavides is in Miami.
4: Florida Democrat Debbie mucarsel powell has a cautionary tale for her party. Elected to the U.S. House in 2018, she lost her seat two years later when her majority Latino community took a hard turn to the right.
6: It was a combination of factors, but misinformation absolutely was part of the reason.
4: mucarsel powell points to a GOP-financed campaign.